So in looking at today's gospel, we see at the very beginning, Jesus entrusting Peter with a very large and potentially difficult task. He's telling him to go put out in the deep for a catch of fish, not sit there by the shoreline picking up the small fish, but I want you to go and do something great, a very large task. And what is Peter's first response? Peter acknowledges or makes reference to his previous failure. We've been trying this all night and have caught nothing, Lord. We're failures. We haven't been able to do it. But he says, I will at your command. And so he does. And of course, the gospel reading shows us this miraculous catch of fish, which elicits this reaction from Peter, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man realizing and understanding his own unworthiness. But Jesus is not bothered by this. He doesn't say, yeah, Peter, you are unworthy. Instead, he just dismisses it, like the father to the prodigal son when he asks for forgiveness and says, from now on, you're going to be catching men. The first task that he gave to Peter dealt with things, but now he is tasked to take care of people to go out and bring about conversions, to bring those into the fold. A much greater responsibility to convert and have to deal with and handle the fate of immortal souls. And so we would look at this passage, and I'm sure it's very easy for me to say, well, the message of today's gospel is that we need to trust Jesus. We trust Jesus that we're going to have miracles happen in our life. And I'm not denying that that's not a very valid way of interpreting and understanding Scripture. But I think that if we really look at the passage, we could see a much deeper message and one that is a little less trite than the one I just mentioned. The issue, I think, in the gospel, if we really look at it, is not so much that Peter doesn't trust Jesus, that Peter doesn't have faith in the Lord, but instead that Peter finds it difficult to believe that Jesus would trust him. Finds it difficult to believe that our Lord would believe him enough to give him these two great tasks. The one task of fishing and the other is going after and bringing about conversions. How do we know this? Or why can I argue this? Because what is the first thing Peter says? Lord, I'm a failure. How can you trust me? We just tried doing this and we came up with nothing. I'm not someone you can trust. Peter acknowledges his own failure. But Jesus doesn't care about it. He goes and has Peter put out into the deep. And when Peter acknowledges his sinfulness, once again, as I said, Jesus doesn't say, yeah, Peter, you're sinful. You're no good. You're not up to the task. Instead, he continues to entrust him with something even bigger. And that's Peter's struggle. Not to trust Jesus, but to acknowledge the fact and to believe that somehow Jesus could treat him with such respect and to give him such an important task 
that Jesus sees Peter as trustworthy. And I think that message is important because from my experience in working with people, young and old, it's something that I've come to believe is at the heart of a lot of problems in the church and in the lives of a lot of Christians. It's not that people don't trust Jesus. Maybe they don't, and they could trust him more. We all could. But the fact of the matter is that they doubt that Jesus could trust them. Each one of us, I'm sure, if we're going to be honest, say, why would the Lord trust me with anything? With gifts, with talents, with grace, with a mission, with a vocation, with other souls, with children, with relatives, with a job, with a ministry, whatever it is. How could Jesus trust us? That ultimately we do not believe that we are trustworthy. And granted, again, we need to acknowledge our weakness. We need to acknowledge the fact that we have failed and we will continue to fail. But the gospel shows us here and time and time again, regardless of that, Jesus trusts us with things. He trusts us with missions. He trusts us with persons. But because we can't believe that or accept that, that we don't see ourselves as ultimately trustworthy, we don't act. We don't cast our net out. I think a lot of the parable of the talents, that you could tie it to this. You know the one where the master gives the three different individuals different amounts of money, one ten pieces, one five, and one one. What's happening there? The master says, you're trustworthy with my money. I trust you with this. I want you to go and make some more money off of it. But what does that last one do? He buries the talent. Yes, because he knows the master is a hard individual. But the fact of the matter is, he can't believe that the master would trust him with anything. So then rather risk losing it, rather risk failing, he buries it in the ground. He doesn't believe that the master sees him as trustworthy. And therefore, he doesn't produce any fruit. And so this lack of belief that we are trustworthy or that Jesus would trust us with things leads us to fear taking that risk. And so we bury the talent in the ground. We don't toss our nets out into the deep. We don't listen to the charge that Christ has given to us. But the reality is, if we are going to be successful, then we need to take that risk. Jesus knows we're going to probably fail sometimes. Jesus knows that we're not perfect. Jesus knows that we're going to mess up but we're never going to get the chance to do his will or succeed if we don't take the risk. If we allow the fear and the doubt to rule our lives. And we can see it in the life of Peter. Over and over and over again, Peter continues to fail, putting his foot in his mouth, denying Jesus, acting like an idiot. But does Jesus ever say, even after he denies him three times, I've had it, Peter. I don't trust you anymore. You're too stupid. You make too many mistakes. No. He continues to trust him with the mission that he's given to him. Showing that he is eminently trustworthy even though he can acknowledge his own weakness. And the Lord does the same with us. 
We need to start believing that the Lord does indeed trust us and that we are trustworthy. And how do we do this practically? You can do this practically, I think, with three main ways. The first is this, acknowledging and being thankful for the gifts and the talents and the missions and the vocation the Lord has given to us. We know that everything we have, every one we have, is a gift from the Lord. He's entrusted us with that. He's entrusted us with his very self. We have grace living in our souls through baptism. He's entrusted us with the gifts and the talents that we have been given that we should use for the kingdom. He's given you a gift of your vocation, of your mission in life, of your children, of your job. If we're thankful for it, then we can acknowledge where it comes from and we're going to be more aware that if the Lord didn't trust us, he wouldn't have given us these gifts. So let him know how thankful you are of what you have. Number two, and probably very, very significantly, maybe most significantly, quit focusing on your past failures. We've all done it. We've all made mistakes, some big, some small. But if we keep living in the past and believing that we're going to do the same thing in the future, it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, indeed, we've made mistakes, but we've been forgiven. That's what Paul says in the second reading. I was the one persecuting the church, but because of God's grace, I have been called to spread the gospel message. Paul doesn't live in the back in the past and say, I'm not going to go travel here, and I'm not going to go preach here, and I'm not going to go do this because of all the goofball things I did in the past. He leaves it in the past and knows that Christ trusts him today with that mission to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. And third and finally, recognizing that Peter is not wrong. He knows that he is a sinful man. He knows that he's weak. But what does Peter do that makes the difference? He invites or he allows Jesus into his boat. Jesus, you can come into this boat. Because the Lord is in that boat, then he's able to respond to the Lord's grace and have that miraculous catch of fish. Jesus is the one who makes the catch fruitful. Peter can't do it by himself because by himself, he's not going to be able to produce fruit. So if we really want to produce fruit, we want to take those risks. We want to live out the mission of grace that God has given to us. If we're not praying, if we're not receiving the Eucharist, if we're not allowing Jesus into our boat, if we don't have that relationship with him through prayer, then there's no way he's going to be able to work that miracle of grace. If we want to know that we are trustworthy, we got to sort of have Jesus around so that he can tell us he trusts us. But if all we do is show up at Mass on Sunday and pay lift service to him the rest of the week, there's no way we're ever going to see ourselves as trustworthy in the eyes of the Lord. But this is why this message is so important, particularly for today, crises we see in the church and all the chaos in society, the Lord wants to use us to make a difference. He's given us the tools. He's given us the mission. Some he's called to the priest of the religious life in a significant way to make an impact. But we have got to believe that the Lord has trusted us with these things. 
If all we do is live in fear, if we never take a risk, if we don't have that encounter with the Lord, then guess what? The world will go to hell in a handbasket. The church is never going to change. It's the Lord's challenge to each one of us. I trust you with the gifts that I've given you. I trust you with the task, with the persons that I've put in your life. Don't be afraid, is what he tells Peter at the end. I believe in your capability, even though you know that you're weak, and relying on my grace and my presence, you'll be able to bring about tremendous transformation in the hearts and lives of others. Amen.